Unpaid artists. Unpaid interns. You're listening to Art Pros Podcast. If my love was like some crack, I'd bag it up quick and you sniff it I understand that baby girl, we were on a mission But your attitude gotta hold you, you was capping, not kidding Spent my nights with the bros, but you thought I was with a hoe Rather smoke on some gas and be unloyal over foes Hang on the block like Melrose We switch it up, that's two, three, nine Said you wanna see me in the city, then you're called the climb Dip off in my whip, it's back to the A45 I couldn't see the lines, your vision became a blur Our two-way kick aside if you think I'll be in a hearse Skin color be different, but love ain't a curse Our families parted ways, baby girl, let's make this work Understand you berserk, but we both obsessed A drug ain't a drug unless you move to the next Don't fall for the sedation, just feel the vibrations I'ma be a Bobby Brown Let's make this work, oh, let's make this work, oh. 3.30 a.m., my thoughts in different directions. If my love was like some crack, I'd bag it up quick and you'd sniff it. I understand that, baby girl, we were on a mission. But your attitude gotta hold you, you was capping, not kidding. How we sobbing, writing rants. Now I'm mobbing with my <laughs> Why they switch up, why they diss us? They say what they want, but never listen. They say what they want, but never listen. Smoking by the moonlight, gas gives me a strong addiction I use it when I'm not with you, hell who am I kidding We all got vices in life, but we just coexisting How do I sound, Gage? Do I sound good right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I sound good. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Art Pros Podcast. I'm so excited to uh, share with you all that we have a guest today. But before I reveal who that is, I just wanted to shout out our website, artprospodcast.com. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can donate to us on Art Pros Podcast uh, at Patreon, patreon.com slash artprospodcast. You can even follow us on Instagram. Can you believe that? Instagram.com slash paid.artists. It's true. Anyways, today we got a special guest. Our special okay. guest, Raps. They just dropped a new single on Spotify. Or you could you consider it an EP because there's three tracks on it. And today our guest is called Maharaja, otherwise known as Sid. He told me I could call him that. You got to ask him for permission if you want to call him that. But anyways, introducing our guest today, rapper from New York City, Maharaja. Pleased to be here, man. Thank you so much. Can you, what, what, what's that mean anyway? What's Maharaja mean to you? So in Hindi or Punjabi, Maharaja means young Hindu prince. Um, back when I was in high school and I was growing up, people would call me Sid, but then they were like, yo, you know, you're like really good at freestyling. So Maharaja just became the thing. That's hard. I love that. Yes, sir. You good at freestyling? That's a fact, bro. <laughs> all right, cool, man. On for for a live for a live cipher. Maybe we'll get all the all the artists we've had on. Yeah, man. I'll be down. I can get a really good hook down. You feel me? Get the whole vibe. I'm set. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I, I listened to your. Uh, I listened to all of Polaroid Prince today, which for you interns, you could listen to it like a hundred times in a day because it's only about six minutes which i love i love the fact i love that music is getting shorter and shorter because it's always like you only want to vibe but you only want to vibe for like two minutes which is really really great. <laughs> i love that yes sir it's a nice sample you know i was looking at your spotify page and i'm really happy to see you're getting your listens in and man that's that's congratulations on that congratulations thank you, you got a song called bobby brown with tons of listens on it i'm happy to see that you're coming up and i'm happy to to host you on this podcast with gage 
Yes, sir, man. And I'm really pleased to, you know, be here. Um, I'm, I'm actually pretty sure that some of you guys follow some of the people that I've been, like, working with recently in terms of, like, fashion and just, like, terms of the, like, culture that I'm trying to really, like, bring forwards. Um, shout out Milf Dad. Shout out Five Job, bro. Are you just, are you just a musician? Do you have other talents, other skills? Oh, my God. All right, yes. There's there's so much shit, man. Oh, my bad. I I, I, I did not oh, mean to say You're good. You can curse. Oh, you. you can curse. Yeah, just Dig. There's there's certain words that we don't say on the platform. Or oh, at no worries, no worries. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah we, don't, um, we don't say performance artist in this pod. Yeah. I'm about to bleep that. Bobby. But yeah, um, basically on the on the other side, I've been you know doing tutoring. I currently work uh, security, and I'm really just trying to like grind. I'm I'm only like 19 at the moment. Um, ever since I was young, I always had that like affinity to like get multiple hustles out because you only got one life. You might as well do everything that you you know want to before you become mad old, mad wrinkly, and then you're like shit. I don't feel happy with myself. Feel me? 19, man. Yes, sir. You're hustling out there. That's a fact. Yeah, I love that, dude. Let me okay, let me ask you a question. Now, would you rather get big or get rich? What's that, dude? You getting hacked back there? What's that noise? Oh my bad. That's that's my phone out here, bro. It's ridiculous. <laughs> throw that throw, throw that away. All right. Um personally, oh my god. All right. Um popular. <laughs> all right, so so personally. Can you can you rephrase that the uh, question? You were saying get rich or get big? Yeah, get rich or get big. Like if you could be, you know, because a lot of artists, like we're in the visual arts game, right? And some people will get right. really big, but it's after they die and they don't ever get rich. Would you rather get really popular or get, because you got a lot of hustles, like you're doing a lot of work on the side, which I, I fully support that. Man, that's actually a really good question because we're 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 currently in this you know postmodern era where as soon as you're an artist and as soon as you get that one hit song, like for example Lil Nas X, where he was on the same distributor as me, and he had that one song Old Town Road that blew him up, but then he didn't really want that fame because once he had released that you know first tape, he was just gonna get straight to work and you know just do his own little thing, right? That's a really good question because. Personally, I don't ever want to have that blow up moment. That's that's never gonna be me. Never really wanted that. I'm more so towards kind of gearing in the under in the underground and just making the underground, you know, like more of a vibe. Like more people can like enter it, but not as in it's you know being pushed in your face. Like shit, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to be like freaking Travis Scott with a whole McDonald's collab. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen though? What what would you do? What would you do though? Let's say tomorrow. You 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 wake up and your phone's buzzing more than it is now. Your phone's buzzing because they want you. They're like, "Yo, you're blowing up right now. Your song has two million listens. Uh, we want you to be the next uh, X Y Z superstar rapper. You have to do this now because you're getting that that traffic. What would happen then? What and would you do? I'll have to keep my ears and eyes open, obviously, because you 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 really never know what could be entailed inside of some of these, you know, deals and publishing deals that some of these labels give you. If you ever tell them that you want to be more on the independent side, but that you can still bring your A game, I would definitely be in the, you know, talks or in that, you know, whole uh, process. But so you're dealing, you're dealing with suits, uh, suits as you're in, dealing, you you're, dealing, you're dealing with record, record producing like big wigs yeah. and stuff. Hey, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, not that's yet? gonna be, okay. that's gonna be hopefully in the future. Um, mainly it's just been a lot of groups like this, just like you know, reaching out to like little small little fashion companies, fashion startups. Um, I had D Savages twenty seven hundred gang and click kind of like hit me up, asked me if they wanted to like do a collab. Um, thanks to my like timing right now and how busy I've been trying to make like my own personal brand first, I'm not going to be comfortable with really doing too widespread of collabs or too much of a, um, more, I guess like corporate and business standpoint until I feel that I've grounded myself. You know what I mean? For sure. Bro. Let me ask you a question. Another question. So I, I think my mom is the, is our only fan on this show. Like we got a lot of people who listen, but I think she's our only fan. right how would you describe your brand to to what is basically a boomer man it's a it's a whole lot of vibes like best way to describe it is 
from a guy that preaches like optimism and is trying to be the like loudest but hardest working guy in the room, right? The best way to, to to describe the five job and Roger brand mixed with MILF Dad, which is the one clothing company that I've been really, really about since basically 2019, 2020. Um, really been about them since I went to Lower East Side all the time, hung out with my homies. We'll get cats at Delhi, feel me? Get a big ass sandwich, go skating, go biking, do whatever you want, feel me? So, in my honest opinion, it's really just about, you know, embracing modern and just not really caring about all that other antiquated shit. Like, it's kind of bringing you for something new. Like, when do you when do you hear about, you. you know, people people just taking their, their, their own region of their uh, country and then turning it into a, you know, collective just for, you know, brown boy rappers? How often do you hear people <laughs> just saying, yo, fuck it, I'm going to make a whole, you know, company called Milf Dad, and then I'm going to just make it all about drip. <laughs> like, sure, just about drip. I mean, connections are great. Getting people's support is great. Um, people just, just, you know, want something new and different than what has been so old and bland, in my opinion. So, so, so that's what you'd say to Gage's mom. It's about drip. <laughs> hey, bro. It's really just about drip, right. like embracing something new, for sure. It's about drip. It's about drip, uh, Mrs. Gage's mom. It's about drip. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a two-part no. question for you, Sid. Up, I, got, up, I got a two-part question. I got a two-part question because you mentioned uh, Cat's Deli. First part, what is your go-to sandwich at Cat's Deli? <sighs> got to get that Reuben all right, bro. I fuck with that because yeah. that is my favorite sandwich. Extra part pickles. two Extra question. Pickles, man. Extra pickles, always. Extra pickles. Second, oh, second part of, to the question. Get ready for this because I've been throwing curveballs in the past couple episodes. All right. Okay, which one of your songs? Which one of your songs is the the corned beef on rye with extra pickles? Which one of your songs would you consider? <sighs> it's gotta be Bobby Brown. In all honesty, okay. <laughs> I did. That's what I, mean, I, that's what I thought. It's, it's it's on the menu in Spotify. It's on the menu in Spotify. You know, exactly. I gotta get the one with the most exactly. recommendations. And you know, yeah. it's it's actually really really funny because um that song came straight from the heart. Basically, it was just a, you know, heartbreak story. I didn't really know this, but as I was releasing it, and I was really, really shy when I first released it, I was like, yo, screw it. I'm going to see what happens, throw it out there. Maybe I'll get, you know, some sort of following, right? I threw it out uh -huh. there. People were like, damn, I really, you know, messed with the chorus. Like, you're, you're basically just, you know, crooning over the beat. But the way you're crooning, I can, you know, hear the emotion, hear the story. I can, you know, feel this if I was, you know, driving or just chilling at home. Anything like that, you know? Versatile, bro. Do we have Do we have permission to use that for the intro if we want, like a like an excerpt of it? Yeah, brother. Of course, I have, I have no problem with that. All right, all right, all right. Got you. So you're trying to take like your region, uh, put on like independent rappers. Are you familiar with uh like Metro Zoo shit or uh like Raider Clan? Because you kind of your music kind of reminds me of, like Chris Travis or like Lofty Three Hundred Five. So first of all, thank you for bringing up Raider Clan, man. Thank you for like bringing up that vibe because I listen to a lot of Southern music. Like that's really been my like thing for rap. Yeah. Um, I would, I would definitely say, yeah, I'm, I'm more towards independent, more towards like not really giving shit in terms of music and just having fun. Like, yo, know, if if we want to drive fast cars, chill at the local corner store, but then make you know banging beats and you know banging tunes, that's what that's what we're about. You know what I mean? Keeping it down to earth. Yo, yeah. I got a question from the heart, man. What's up? What's up? You're 19. Yes. I'm about to hit 30. I'm about to hit 30. <laughs> what What if I wanted? What if I wanted to rap tomorrow? Could you give me any tips? Any motivation? See All how right. I could get on your level. Get get thousands of listens if I release something on Spotify. So it takes a couple of different avenues to kind of get into music. So I, I'm gonna give you what happened to me because i had a really big music foundation in my whole family so my father you know grew up singing he knew bollywood he knew like indian music irani music stuff like that i basically grew up around that with my culture first and then he got me more into you know like instrumentation so i'm actually intermediate in the piano um i still play the trombone time to time whenever i want to play you know jazz or if i'm trying to like experiment on like old school type beats um I, I really got into the idea of like live instruments because I didn't really feel like I would get a grasp or love of music until I understood like 
why was Mozart or why was Beethoven doing these orchestras? You know, why were they doing that stuff? It's because they were using, you know, those hard ass instruments. You know, they're not, they're not, uh, you know, <laughs> catering. They're not, they're not like, you know, um, cater towards everybody. But you have to have some sort of appreciation for it. But considering you're reaching around thirty, let's get into online music production. The reason why is because that's gonna cut a lot of the time around getting into live instruments first, and you can learn that stuff online so much faster. Like, yo, I wasn't even I wasn't even ten years old, and then when I was twelve years old, people were telling me they're like, yo, FL Studio has piano roll. Well, this piano roll when I was ten years old. I never had that exposure. <laughs> Like, you know, like, you, like, know what I mean? I mean, everything is so much more available online, and uh, it's it's super helpful. So if you're going to reach around 30, or if you're an older guy, definitely want to use FL Studio, Logic, and just experiment with it, man. Damn, dude, I love Thank your you. positivity, bro. A lot of people would be like, <laughs> a lot of people be like, nah, man, you're too old. Like, this is what I said to Renz when he asked me this question yesterday. Like, hey man, I want to get in a rap. I was like, nah, bro, you're too old, man. Thirty, practically in the grave with that. <laughs> nah, man, you can still do it. You you can still do it. You can be a you can be an old head, or you can be super fat, and you can still make good music. I love that, bro. I love the and it's it's. I will I will say, I appreciate your positivity. I appreciate your confidence. And the fact that you admitted that you're intermediate at piano. Like, sometimes you got people and you ask them, hey, man, what what, what else are you good at? Like, you're a rapper, but what else are you good at? They're like, oh, man, I'm good at fucking everything. Like, ah, I'm all right at that. But I know what I am good at and you're hella confident about it. And that makes me trust you. So for the interns out there, pick up a little bit of advice from Sid. Get FL Studio. Get on fucking Fruity Loops. I remember that shit. Sir. Learn a new fucking skill. So Gage's mom, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Hey, listen, uh, trust I, me. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that a lot of people that are currently on this five job wave, know that wave, they understand. You know that you guys have a really good podcast. You guys are very underrated right now. So that's all my oh, bro. Come on, man. Look at this fucking right, building, bro. This that's what I'm talking about, bro. Networking. That's the key. See, that's something that like the kids your age man get so much better than than like even me i'm only 26 right but like if you were to ask me at 19 like what's the most important thing i would have not known it was network i'm 26 i just realized that shit last year i would don't why are you bragging about your age gauge come on man <laughs> so that's fucking awesome dude do you think that a lot of people your age are kind of they're like pretty familiar with with what network looks like and the importance of it Split question, because I have, well, when I was growing up, I would, you know, tutor and mentor kids, no matter where they came from. I tutored a lot of kids that had, like, Hispanic backgrounds, or they had backgrounds where they didn't have proper families, or sometimes they were a little bit older, but they just didn't really catch up on what was kind of happening around them. I would say it's more like 50-50, only because a lot of kids are kind of more in their own small circle. Which is okay, feel me? Like, if you just want to relax, you know, bump your favorite artist, do what you got to do, I have no problem with that. I'm not jacking it. I'm not going to bother you. You do you, right? But with the other half of kids that are motivated and just want to explore stuff, you just got to find a way to be inquisitive in order to introduce them to it or just expose them to it. Because most of the time, exposing someone to something is more powerful than to just push it in their face. Yeah, man, I taught too, and that's really insightful of you to say, I think, a lot of Because they still haven't grown up themselves. Very mature, very mature answer of you. Not trying to sun you or anything. But yeah, fucking love that. Thank answer. you, man. I appreciate it. I'm, so, for a little bit of background, everyone, um, the way that Sid or Raja got onto the podcast was he literally commented on one of our IG posts. And then had like a couple other people say, yeah, interview Raja. And uh, I just love the energy. So what a fucking serendipitous moment. Serendipitous moment. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Why are you so positive, man? What's up yeah, with that? Dude. <laughs> so main, main reason why is because when I was younger, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've, I've been a very heavy set individual since I was a kid, right? But I never let that stop me. A lot of people would be like, yo, what's up, Tubby? Yo, what's up, fat ass? And I was like, hey, yo, 
you're you're spewing all this all negativity because you don't have positivity in your life. So I would always laugh about it. You know, I I never found no no reason to be negative about it or just dwell on myself. You know what I mean? And I come from like a really jolly background, so I always praise that. Like, think about it. Life means you know, next morning is gonna have the damn sunrise up, right? That sun is gonna be warm as hell, warmer than your own internal body temperature, bro. So you better get your ass up and kill everybody with kindness. That's the only way to live That's life. That's deep, man. There was a there was a drink water movement. Now it's get some sun movement. So I'm Let's talking get about it out there. Let's get some sun. Get some sun, get some water, and smile. Get some sun, get Gage, some you know about that. Yeah, I know. You know about that, Gage? Sun and water? You lived in Florida. <laughs> I know about that. I, I know love about that. About I lived in San Diego. Sun and water? Get some sun, <laughs> get some water, man. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting positive. That's what I'm talking Yo, about. I'm so positive. I was tired as fuck, but now I'm fucking... Bro, I feel good. Thank you. That's just what happens when you listen to Polaroid Prince a hundred times while you're at work. <laughs> you know, some bullshit. You listen to Polaroid Prince on Spotify as many times yes, as possible. In a row. In a row. I'm telling you. I actually really love the intro track on there. Fucking. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, exactly. man. Can we use that as the as the outro music? Fire as fuck. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yo, shout out Albans, man. Albans and I have worked in college. He's like a really good friend of mine. The other dude on that track, Shu, he's just a dude from the UK. But as soon as this quarantine lets up, I'm trying to travel to the UK as soon as possible. Oh, Why? Body shit. Gotta see my family. Haven't seen them in years. Um, definitely want to see a lot of friends. Want to go skating in Greenwich Park. I have a lot of plans there, man. I got a fastball question for you. I gave you a curveball earlier. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you about your values. Can you give me your top three values in life? So first one, obviously, is killing my kindness. First. Woo! Second of all, man. Man, oh, man. Definitely got to be loyalty. Only reason why I would say loyalty is because a lot of the people that I'm around, I, I basically talk in such like a wholesome and satisfied way that people feel the same. Like they feel equivocal to whatever I say. So like mm -hmm. if if we're talking about grinding and hustling, they feel the same exact way and they're gonna work towards that. Like I still I still have friends that are living in bungalows, but they're working as mechanics. So like literally just getting paid to just live in the fast lane. And that's when you know real shit because that's what we literally grow up and basically, you know, live about. Um and my third value definitely would be being thrifty. The reason why I would say being thrifty is because even though I'm only 19, I don't want to brag about it, but I have seen a lot of shit. Just a lot of shit. Like positive shit, negative shit. Just a lot of shit. I like that answer, man, because I want to ask you something because I, I respond positively to those three things that you said i grew up i'm an immigrant i'm an immigrant from the philippines my family moved here I, respect. I moved here with them you know i watched them come up come up with 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 their plan to make it and i wanted to ask you did you learn something like that something like that in your life to help you keep moving forward that's where i found my motivation and inspiration from finding out you know how my family decided to plan out their future um it gave me the fuel to go forward what was your fuel in your life definitely my father had given me the most wise stories as a kid so my father was the age of 18 when he had came here man had an afro man was skinnier than me drastically skinnier than me and he told me a really important story he had came on the plane to America. He didn't have anything besides his luggage. He, he actually gave up his whole farm lifestyle that he had back home. He also gave up the, the potential chance to enter the Indian Army and become an enlisted officer. He, he gave all that away because he met, who is now my mother, got a really good education. But the main thing that he told me is he said he had eight U.S. dollars in his pocket. Eight. 
like, I don't know, just one number resonated with me, and it was eight. As soon as I heard that, I was like, damn, imagine being 18 and only having $8 in your pocket. Barely, barely knowledgeable of English, and just having to coast your way in America, having to try to find your way. Bro, you think Kobe inspire, is inspired by your father? <sighs> Man, if my father did basketball, I mean... <laughs> I mean, a different story. <laughs> no, that was a goofy question, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm throwing out the pitches today. Man. I'm pitching. I'm pitching. You're hitting them. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'll be dead? <laughs> I respect that. Man. I respect that. You're out there hustling. You got yeah. some knowledge from the family. You're out here, man. I really do respect that. Sir. So, I'm just a regular guy. Now, you have a hook that makes big body whip. Do I, do I need to whip big body cars in order to identify with your music? I mean, it really depends. I mean, I, I, I have friends who are still driving, you know, sedans and Crown of Vicks just for fun. Because if they get that big body whip, they're not going to feel satisfied. They want a, you know, different big body whip. Hey, man, I, I feel like it really depends on preference. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just a vibe. What's your whip? You got uh, a dream whip or a whip right now that you're, you, you, is your dream? So currently I have two whips right now. Um, but back in the past, I had a Miata. Miatas are like, you know, cool and all, but not really my vibe at the moment. Currently, I got a 2014 CRV, which is lit. It's like, it's like a Nissan vehicle. And then the second one I got is a 92 Audi 100S, cherry red. Very nice That's car. Hard. Very, very nice yeah. car. Um, I'm, I'm not going to turn into like a, a huge racing car, but I'm going to treat it like any other good 90s car. Give it a good polish. Make sure body's great. Make sure it goes in for a tune-up every three months just to be safe. You know? Oh, shit. Is that the type of dedication you carry into everything, man? Yes. I have to, man. I have to. Otherwise, I don't feel content in myself. Like, there will, there will be, you know, days where I come back from work, and even though I did everything that I could, and I did all this stuff for my music, and I got the connections, and I got beats, I got beat packs, blah, 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 I'll still stay up that extra night just thinking, like, did I, did I really put in my 110% that day? And that's always resonated since I was, like, 10 years old, because... I was not just, you know, being in New York City, not just being in the sticks, but I was working in a lot of those areas. And you see a lot of shit that happens there, man. So, like, it's not really trauma to me. It's more just, like, you, you like, see something, and you either get really irked by it, or you either, you know, gravitate more towards it. So, everyone's got, like, a mission and a motive, right? We've heard a lot about your positivity. But outside of yourself, outside of your your dedication, um, like what's your what's your mission on on this? Man, main thing is just really just educate the youth. Like, despite me talking about you know music, and I'm not gonna lie to you, sometimes I talk about very stereotypical things. My main thing is to still push academia, still push people to read, still push people to be skeptical. When I was a kid. I didn't really like a, a, lot, a lot of these teachers because they would say some really negative shit, being like, oh, you're not going to mount anything. You're just looking to be a, being a garbage man. You should look into doing this or that. I'm like, man, give me time. I'm not even 18 yet. <laughs> and when I was on the cusp of 17 to 18, I had realized I know what I'm really, really good at, which is language, communication, public speaking as well as my academia stuff, which is poli-sci, history, English. I just kept pushing that. And I come from an Asian background. So there's definitely that, you know, whole pressure of like going to math, going to science, blah, 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 blah. But I never really gave a shit about that. It just wasn't me. I just stuck with what made sense for me and just gave it all my effort. Because that's the, that's the only choice you got, bro. Are there any musicians in your family? Yes, all of my siblings uh, played live instruments. Um, I think my oldest sister sings time to time, 
but most of us are really in academia. Most of us are into like tutoring, mentoring, doing that on the side, and then you know pursuing our main career. But for me though, I'm trying to get my main career and do all this other side stuff while still being a rapper. Like being a rapper is my thing. Being in the music is my thing. Being a free spirit is my thing. So, so can you tell us a little bit about your um, your market? Do you have a target market? What do you understand about that? All right. So basically, I kind of go more towards like plug rap. I, I I basically go for people that really like fashion, but then they also like rebellious music. So I don't just go for like you know my age, like millennial, gener generation Z, whatever age. I just go for more towards like mature audiences. You know, feel me? So. A lot of my hardcore listeners, they end up being around 22 to 29, which is a really good age group. Um, it's not perfect because I know that like around, what, like 15 to 21, people are still bumping heavy like Travis Scott and Kid Cudi and, you know, a lot of these mainstream artists. But I, I've been I've been pushing towards more of this mature audience because as I get older, right, it's very important for your age, your current art at that point. And whatever your actual future intention is to all line up because mm -hmm. they want to see your growth. doesn't matter who it is. Your audience wants to see your growth. So make catchy or witty names, make funny music, make great music, make music. That's completely sad. As long as you understand that there's vibes on vibes, you can get towards that 22 to 29 age population right there. That's a good answer, man, because here's the thing. You're 19 years old, and you understand what marketing is. I know a lot of people my age that are just learning about marketing. I know I, I, I consider myself an intermediary marketing uh, knowledge. So well, do you, where, how did you get started with that? What clicked for you where you were like, oh, this is marketing? And do you think? Do you think that a lot of uh, people your age understand marketing differently? Because my generation, I don't know if we understand it the same way as this generation does. All right, man. So I'm going to give you first, uh, like, my anecdotal experience. Because I was very blessed. Like, before quarantine, I was working for this app called... Uh, no, it was actually a social... So weird. It's a, it's a social media marketing gig that I got. And it was for a handmade clothing company based out of Qatar. Um, there was a lady. Her name was Nova. She was very, very nice. She basically exposed me to, you know, how people in this in this world, especially around, like, middle of Trump's presidency, people are really about getting, like, artisanal clothing, stuff made from very unique vendors. When I got that experience, it was a blessing in disguise because I had to spend nights and I had to spend days around like, you know, 7 to 9 a.m. And then in the evening, it was around 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it was me and this management team. And we basically worked on captions. We basically worked on how to make things the most appealing through your selection of words. And then making sure that you take the right angles for pictures of whatever product you're basically trying to sell, right? So, for example, I basically sell music in a sense. I basically sell a brand. My thing is making, you know, catchy phrases, something catchy, right? Great hook great producers keep keep you know networking right but back to that um social media marketing um gig that i got that was really helpful because i basically learned like what clicked and what popped off of using different social media platforms we experimented with facebook marketplace which by the way is a hit if you ever want to sell anything i suggest facebook marketplace if you want to sell our our artisanal clothing and like really independent stuff you want to go more towards instagram Instagram offers really good bulk deals on ads if you want to sell really drippy stuff or just really cool stuff. Um, even if you just want to sell like, you know, like camel clothing or you want to sell literally, you know, the one company that I am basically collabing right now with, which is Milvdad, they're basically doing a reward system for people that want to join. And it's super easy. All you, all, you, all you have to do is just comment on their Instagram ad. It's those, it's those little things that really are blessings in disguise. Now, if you if you want, you can ask a question because then I'm gonna get onto the next topic of what millennials understand as marketing, which is really just bullshit to me. <laughs> no, I want to I want to hear your take on millennial marketing. All right. So the reason why I don't like millennial marketing as a whole is because they use this one app, and you obviously know what it is, TikTok. Oh, 
TikTok is not reflective of success. TikTok is not reflective of marketing. TikTok is simply a viral app we are currently exposed to right now, which not a lot of people understand. I've been trying to elaborate to a lot of people, being like, hey, listen, if you want to make your music grow, if you want to make your art grow, if you want to make your comedy grow, stick to Instagram. Don't venture to TikTok. If you look at some of these TikTok models and TikTok influencers, they're going through a lot different shit compared to how much success you could get on Instagram, Facebook, even the dreaded site known as Twitter. So you're saying the clock's ticking on TikTok? Yes. <laughs> and a lot right. of the audience is extremely young. What point is there to appeal to an audience that isn't financially responsible of consuming your brand? Technically, we live in a consumerist culture, right? You want to go for an audience that's able to consume whatever you're trying to expose them to, but also you don't want to have the blood or their innocence on their hands. Bro, I are you sure you stick away from TikTok? Are are you sure you're a rapper? You sound like a businessman to me. Yeah, hey man, if you're a rapper, you gotta be both. <laughs> hey, if you're an all artist right. in general, um, all right, I love that. I'm so sorry. This phone keeps going off, bro. It's ridiculous. I haven't even touched my phone at all. Hey, <laughs> okay, man, it's all that marketing. It's all that. Fun. Yeah, man. That, that that was basically the like two discussions that I really wanted to just nitpick because I don't know. I I just feel that's very important to give my voice on that issue. No, it is. It's really interesting because if if I didn't know any better, I would think that you were you were paid by Instagram. <laughs> Instagram right now. <laughs> Yo, shout out Instagram. <laughs> Don't take out my page. <laughs> so you wouldn't, you wouldn't want your like, because you know, you see a lot of people who blow up literally because they become like popular TikTok sound. You wouldn't want any songs to get popular on TikTok. You think that's uh, no, cool? straight up no. TikTok is not my culture. It's not what I was growing up with or really exposed to if I was younger. If I was younger and I had known about TikTok, I would still not stick with it. I just, I just, I just can't like it. There is no proper way to consume the videos on there without being like, wait, Instagram has Instagram Reels. Oh wait, we have Snapchat. You know what I mean? There's just much better ways that have been more prevalent for a longer time, and they've gotten a much better routine at doing what they do for advertising media. I just can't see TikTok as still being this next big thing. So you got a good long vision on things. Yes, sir. You don't think that, uh, I mean, I think that the only reason you can trust Facebook and Instagram's longevity is because they already have basically monopoly. Monopoly for sure. But if you also look at how many jobs they provided in terms of data brokers, data collectors, social media marketers, managers, people that are actual like website devs on there, always fixing glitches or, you know, getting the amount of money they get in terms of like ad revenue from media websites or even, you know, those, remember those uh, fake news websites that were making them bag during the 20, 2016 election? Yeah. Facebook has refined their way in making money. They don't just do, you know, a couple of avenues on the little social media website. They have, you know, made that website great for what it is. And then they bought Instagram, which was honestly a great move on their part. Definitely. But I mean, TikTok's about to come to the U.S. too. I think they're working with, they're going to be owned 51% American investors, uh, Oracle or something like. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> when I, mean, I heard that, I was just like. Jobs. That is jokes. I don't know. Just to me, that is just jokes, man. Hey, if it brings jobs to America, I'll be happy. As long as like, so I have a bone to pick with Facebook, even though we use Instagram, and it's because they, the way that they do their, their video censorship and all of that is basically by outsourcing to Philippines. Rens and I's, that's that's our people. Uh, Shout out Philippines. Yeah, the Philippines is tight, bro. Uh, that's my only bone to pick with them, though. I, I really do appreciate that they... You're totally right that they've mastered that kind of, like, ad... That ad system, which is probably one of the biggest... I don't know, man. You, you gave me something to think about. Pretty cool.
Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about, man. Whenever I, I enter an interview, it's always been about dropping some knowledge along the way. You know what I mean? Always. Oh, I love that. I love that. So let me ask you a question. We ask almost everyone who comes on, or we're starting to, if if someone tomorrow handed $10 million to make, like, art, object, you could do a fashion show or something, what would you do? Man. During the quarantine. So what are what are some, some more uh, outlines or more details around this $10 million? So really, we normally don't give any, but uh, you can imagine that we're not in quarantine right now. We're not in quarantine? Oh, my Lord. Okay. I'm talking big fashion, so. Big, big fashion show. Big fashion show, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get people that are underground, trying to get a couple of not really mainstream, but definitely bigger influences. Um, Uno the Activist, Thousand Band Funny. Um, definitely want to get Young Thug at something because I know that this oh, man, as soon as he gets dripped, he, he can be a great runway model, which is genius. Um, it would be hella dope if we got somebody that's in like the movie industry. Um, definitely think of someone like Timothy Chalamet. That man's making it big right now. <laughs> what I mean, just like really cool people that just have that, you know, sort of like affluence around them. Definitely would, you know, make a very good fashion show in terms of who I would collab with. Definitely want to keep, you know, the like small companies that I really, really like. Um, I would definitely do collabs with 27th Clothing. Milf Dad, definitely keep number one. And I, I, I want to do a collab with Adidas so bad. I'm going to lie. After I, I I heard about the whole um political issue in, in China about what, uh, you know, Nike has been using to manufacture their shoes, I've been I've been going more towards the Adidas wave as of recently. So what's Adidas doing differently than Nike? Can you explain to our audience? I mean, Adidas just gives a larger stake cut first to whoever they actually have for, like, lines, for example. Um, they don't really experiment too much in terms of going outside of their, you know, shoe lines. So like, if you look at the Adidas NMDs, its first priority is, you know, for running. If, if you were to like run or go out on some, you know, nice trail near your house, right? Um, it would, it would be perfect to just cost some Adidas shoes. They're, 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 they're perfect for training, perfect for, you know, being on, you know, rocky, soily kind of trails. If you're just trying to go outside, they're a really great brand. Uh, on the other hand, as I was talking about Nike earlier, I heard that apparently Nike makes Uyghur Muslims apparently like build their shoes at the moment, and they've been under some heavy fire for that as of recently. So I'm not I'm not really you know with slave labor in terms of some of these companies. So I would I would definitely stick more towards Adidas the way they've refined their ethics over the years. Shout out ethics. Yeah, I mean Adidas was also one of the first companies that really. Uh, like bio renewal, which I really fuck with. They I'm had, talking about man. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. They were gonna put out. I remember I went to a talk and they were, you know, like working on spiders, which is just really really cool. I don't want to go too far into because we're about to reach our hour. Yeah, man. I, Yo, Adidas shout out fire. <laughs> shout out Adidas Cloud Boost. If you're a bigger guy, Adidas Cloud <laughs> Boost saves your life. Get action brown. <laughs> you are like a fucking walking ad. It's awesome. Really <laughs> Thank awesome. you, brother. I appreciate uh, that. Like you can flow in and out of the of the like SEO shit. Like you mentioned, Young Thug, Timothy Shamley, Adidas. Like you know, you throw any of that into a podcast description, for example, you're gonna like double the. In fact, I was thinking about how you <laughs> named that song, uh, Bobby Brown, and I was like, that's so smart because like mad people are just gonna randomly look up Bobby Brown. And run into that song that's just like that's what i'm talking about man yeah. hey yo i'm gonna i'm gonna just give my last pointer on that song because I don't, I don't really talk a lot about that song it's a it's, it's a very you know personal song but Please. when i listened to a song called vibrations by pierre born what was the original song that spurred my interest on making that i had a homie named squirbs who's from like i'm pretty sure he's from like vermont or like really upstate new york I, I i haven't talked to that kid in years um, but he was like, hey, yo, I got this beat, just labbed it, made it from scratch. I'm like, yo, man, thank you. You didn't use Spice or anything? He said, yo, no samples. Hop on that beat. 
that same day, I had heard that song Vibrations by Pierre Bourne, which, which is a leak. And when I was first coming into this music shit, it was really just about me and being a producer rapper. As soon as I made that song, all that inspiration came in with my own personal heartbreak. And I just flowed, bro. I just flowed. Straight up. I don't mean to. I was laughing at how many texts. I remember that life. I'm sorry, man. I have got my phone at all time to say to me. It's all good. Yo, so Sid, can you tell us a little bit about your musical influence pre year 2000? Anything that isn't contemporary, anything that isn't new that's influenced you in your practice? Hmm. Great question. Definitely want to say. A lot of Michael Jackson when I was growing up, mainly because I remember when I was mad young, we had those, you know, big block TVs in our house. So we were always playing Thriller, always playing Billie Jean. That, that really got me into music because I was like, damn, this man, Michael Jackson, is like, and is like an apparition in the music industry. Man owned <laughs> most of Sony before he died. And he had made these legendary songs that people still bump like every day. It was definitely for me, Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones. As I was growing up, I also really liked acoustic surf and acoustic rock, only just because of you know what they were wearing, um, the like messages that they just kind of gave off. Like, yo, shout out Jack Johnson, man. That's one of my favorite artists ever. Ha, nice. Like, just really about like wavy artists that I just grew up with as I was a kid. When was the first time you freestyled? Like, when did you discover, like, dang, I can talk? I'd say around 13. 13, I got into, like, MF Doom beats, and I got really into, like, that whole, uh, like, what is it? Uh, shit, like, like Odd Future and all that. Like, really into that, like, Tyler the Creator vibe. So I was, you know, like, first trying it out, seeing what's up with it. But in terms of serious freestyle, I first got into it around 2015. 2015 so i was around 14 almost 15 you ever do battle rapping actually no um when i was growing up uh there was a couple issues where like kids would try battle rapping but then as soon as someone dissed the other dude's girl or someone dissed the other dude's cut <laughs> someone would literally try you know taking out a blade take taking out some sort of shank something you know that could you know I heard somebody for no reason. Like, damn, bro. Maybe we just should have been dating that girl at age 14 because she was obviously <laughs> going to cheat on you, bro. Like, you don't want that trauma. Like, fuck that. So, um, you know, it was, it was just little things like that. We didn't really get the uh, experience of battle rapping much, but we we definitely got in some some clapback ciphers. That's what we used to call them, clapback ciphers. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was pretty yeah. fucking funny. Renz, battle rapping, that's too much. That's not enough positivity for six. <laughs> but yo, clapbacks are funny, yo, man. Yeah, yeah, you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, man. I get that. That's true. Also, I just want to shout out Special Herbs. That's one of the best uh, beat packs. Can't call it, I guess like album and Hidden Herbs also really good. You brought me back mentioning MF. MF Doom is classic, man. I don't think people understand how many great samples he brought into the game and what he was talking about originally. Like, when I first heard MF Doom, I was like, shit. He sounds like he was straight from the 90s. Like, I was actually confused. He did, like, a whole album with, uh... Who was it? Your Mouse? That's all adult swing. Uh, old yep. Yep. All right, man. We're hitting that last, uh, like, six minutes. You are, you are incredibly... Insightful. I would never believe you were 19 if it wasn't for some slang you threw in here and there. But it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure, to have Maharaja with us. Do you have anything you want to plug, say, as a send-off audience? Man, I just got to say, for everyone that supported Polaroid Prince through these weird and wacky times, thank you so much has been a lot of stuff happening in terms of plans and what I want to roll out with my current audience, especially the people that I have gifted drip, people that are currently waiting on drip, 
it's coming. Just gonna take some time. I gotta take some time out for myself too because I'm really working in work. Um, not only do I enjoy working and what I put into it, but I also gotta have you know off time for myself. Like today, I bought a sandwich. I ate that. Sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You get a cat sandwich, a Reuben. Nah, it was a chicken sandwich. I just really wanted a, a nice chicken sandwich from this local deli that I always go to, bro. Man likes delis. How to get chicken, straight up. Yeah. Man likes delis. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was fun, dude. That was fun. Thank you so much for having me here. This was a really great interview. I enjoyed it, man. Oh man, I would love to have you back on. Uh, maybe not not interview style, but just like if we find a topic, advertising, you want to come back on, dude. Dude, I would appreciate it. And if you guys ever want to do like some sort of segment where we like rate clothing or rate fashion or anything, dude, I would love to be part of it. That's, I that's a great idea. This dude, this dude's always making moves, man. Yeah, this dude's dude, always making moves power. right here, slipping a move. Yes, like sir, that. always. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up man all right guys it's been uh a hell of a of an interview remember you can find us at paid.artist on Instagram, our podcast on patreon at patreon.com slash art pros podcast we love you back soon peace thanks for peace. listening stream polaroid please yeah, listen to Polaroid. Running and jogging, I'm going and lavish. Dash like I'm bold when I'm spitting these facts. Thank you guys. I speed off and relax. I do what I want and I get to the backs. Running and jogging, I'm going and laps. Dash like I'm bold when I'm spitting these facts. Hop in the coupe, I speed off and relax. I do what I want and I get to the backs. Hey, big body whips when I'm whipping. Hot the body, that's a piston. It go vroom, vroom, and my car goes zoom. I'm so fucked up, man, I'm so fucked up I'm going too hard, no